Welcome to the Frederick Democrats podcast brought to you by the Frederick County Democratic Central Committee. I'm your host, Josh Kramer, and today I am joined by Delegate Karen Lewis-Young, who uh, represents District 3A in the House of Delegates. Um, so first off, uh, Delegate Lewis-Young, thanks so much for being here on the podcast. My pleasure. Uh, so first off, uh, could you tell the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself? Uh, and as a delegate, of course, uh, we're about to start the 2018 legislative session. Uh, maybe talk about some of your top legislative priorities going into this session. Okay. Uh, well, I spent the majority of my career in the private sector, about three decades in banking and financial services. Roughly the first half of my career, I worked for very large money center banks. And then the second half, I worked for more regional and uh, super community banks. And I got really involved in the communities when I was working for smaller, more local banks. And it got to the point that I love my community service work a lot more than my day job. And so it occurred to me, maybe I wanted to make a transition and be a public servant all the time. So in 2007, I ran in the city for the Board of Aldermen and served for four years as the President Pro Tem. When we came in in 2009, uh, early 2010, we were really being hit hard by the financial recession. And I think that my unique role was really working on some of the financial policies and practices that the city had that needed updating in order to to make the city more uh, financially sustainable in the future. And, uh, you know, from there, I got very interested and involved in the policy issues, a number of other issues, health care, equality issues, uh, making sure everyone had the opportunity for good jobs, keeping our education strong. And so in 2014, I decided to run for the House of Delegates, where I am today. I sit on the Health and Government Operations Committee, which I absolutely love, and I believe there's no better time to be serving on a health care committee because I truly believe it is the number one challenge facing our nation today, uh, particularly with the, what's happening at the federal level. And so all of my bills next year, with the exception of one, will be focused on health care issues. Uh, the one that I'm bringing back that is not necessarily a health care issue uh, is a, I would say, a sub-segment of equal pay. It's a salary history bill. And it says that employers cannot base a salary offer on past salary history because that disproportionately discriminates against women and minorities. It passed in the House last year, but not the Senate. So I've um, done a few things to strengthen the bill, and hopefully it'll have a better chance this year. In terms of my nine health care bills, three of them focus on opioid issues. Uh, we all know that the opioid crisis has not improved much, and uh, it's a major challenge. It needs to be addressed in a many 
in a really multifaceted way. Uh, my bills address it in different ways. One bill requires a doctor to have a conversation with a patient whenever an opioid prescription is prescribed so that the uh, patient is aware of the potential dangers and warning signs. Another bill, which I'm calling the tough love bill, says that if law enforcement has uh, administered naloxone more than once, that individual needs to get some kind of treatment. Um, there is a phenomenon developing called um, compassion fatigue, and we need to make sure that doesn't happen, that we never get to a day when anyone doesn't want to administer a life-saving antidote. And then the third opioid bill deals with newborns who are unfortunately born with um, substance traces in their system and we need a better procedure for identifying them and ensuring that they have proper follow-up. Uh, so a couple of uh, my other bills without going into each one, one by one, uh, really expand uh, health care offerings because there are many rural communities, particularly on the eastern shore and the western part of Maryland and rural areas that don't have sufficient access to health care. Um, another one would require all counties to allow children to bring bring sunscreen to school. Believe it or not, there are some counties where children must have uh, a doctor's uh, note to bring a sunscreen to school. And the, the Patient Bill of Rights, uh, there are 22 states that when you go to a hospital, the hospital must uh, make available a Patient Bill of Rights, which basically tells the patient about communication and follow-up and where to go if you have a concern and what you do to take part in your discharge decision. So that's a bill also that has evolved over the past two to three years, and we think that we have the necessary compromises to bring that forward this year. So that's a quick summary. I know it sounded lengthy, but uh, there's a lot more substance to it. So uh, you are going to be running for re-election this year, and so uh, should you be elected to another term, what are some of your goals and priorities for the next four years? You know, really, um, health care is a very complex subject. And even under normal circumstances, there are too many people that do not have access to affordable, accessible health care. But with the tax reform bill, the entire country is really going to be challenged. Uh, you know, with the individual mandate repealed and health insurance becoming more expensive and fewer options, we have so much work to do. And I see that um, there are going to be plenty of opportunities for people that at least have uh, a fundamental understanding of some of the complexities to make sure that Maryland is a leader of all states in providing uh, 
I want to say equal health care, uh, but no, I'd have to say superior health care to all of our citizens. Uh, and so for people who want to get involved in your camp, your campaign, of course, uh, following the 2016 elections and Donald Trump becoming president, there's been a lot of activism uh, out, out of this, you know, a, a lot of concern uh, in terms of the direction of the country. And of course, with Larry Hogan as governor of Maryland, mm-hmm. you know, concern right. as to the, the, the direction of, of the state of Maryland. Uh, and so a lot of people are looking for those opportunities to get involved with good candidates. Uh, so how can people get involved in your campaign? Uh, well, there's a variety of ways. Uh, people can call me, 301-682-7339, or email me at young at hotmail.com. I think most of my supporters know I'm a strong advocate for strong education, health care, equal opportunity, a clean environment, and I have a reputation as being an effective fighter in an and so I hope to get a lot of local support in my effort to go back to Annapolis and keep that up. All right. Uh, well, thanks so much, uh, Delegate Karen Lewis-Young, for taking some time today to be interviewed for the Democrats podcast. And all the best to you in Thank your you. upcoming campaign. Thank you. Uh, and thanks to all those listening. Uh, this has been the Frederick Democrats podcast. We'll have new episodes generally every Tuesday we'll be publishing them. Uh, and be sure to visit our website, www.frederickdemocrats.org, for information on the Frederick County Democratic Party, including our calendar of events and our various clubs and organizations around the county. Uh, the music for this podcast was written and performed by David Fitzwater. Uh, until next time, Frederick, thanks for listening.